is a Lotus Skin Anderson's podcast, and it's the 15th of April 2023. The time is 2050, and it is Saturday. And today we're going to pick up where we left off. We have come to the book of Job, chapter number 36. Elihu continued, Be patient with me a little longer while I explain, for I still have words to speak on God's behalf. I will speak comprehensively about what I know, and I will ascribe righteousness to my Maker. Truly my words are not false. The one perfect in knowledge is here before you. Indeed, God is mighty and rejects no one. He is great in his power of understanding. He will not preserve the lives of the wicked, but he gives justice to the afflicted. He does not take his eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings, and they are exalted forever. But if they are bound in shackles and caught in ropes of affliction, he reveals to them what they have done, their transgressions caused by their pride. He opens their ears to correction and tells them to turn away from wrongdoing. If they obey and serve him, they will live out their days in prosperity, and their years will be pleasant. But if they do not obey, they will perish by the sword and die without knowledge. The godless at heart will harbor resentment. They do not cry for help even when he binds them. They die while still young, spending their life among male trembled prostitutes. But God rescues the afflicted during their affliction. He opens their ears when they are oppressed. He draws you away from the brick of distress to a broad space, free of restriction, with rich food on your table as consolation. Then you will be satisfied with the judgment on the wicked, when judgment is rendered and justice is upheld. But take care that rage does not lead you into spitefulness, and do not let a large bribe lead you astray. Would you cry for help, or any of your strenuous efforts keep you from distress? Do not long for the night, when people vanish from their place. Beware that you do not turn to wrongdoing, choosing this instead of affliction. Look, God is exalted in his power. What instructor is like him? Who has directed his way, or said to him, What you have done is wrong? Remember to magnify his activity of which men have sung. All mankind has seen it. Mortal man looks on from a distance. Yes, God is greater than we can know. The number of his years is beyond comprehension. He draws up the drops of water. They condense into rain from his mist. Then the clouds pour it down. They shower down upon mankind. Can anyone understand the layers of clouds? the thundering from his tent. See how he spreads his lightnings over it and covers the depth of the sea. By these he sustains the peoples. He gives them food in abundance. With his hands he covers the lightning and he directs it against his targets. His thunder tells about him. Even the livestock tells who is coming. Chapter number 37 at this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. 
listen carefully to the rumbling of his voice and the thunder that comes from his mouth. He unleashed it under the entire heavens and sends his lightning to the ends of the earth. After that is a roaring sound. He thunders with a majestic voice, and he does not hold it back when his voice is heard. God thunders with his voice in a wonderful way. He does great things that are beyond our understanding. For he says to the snow, fall to the earth, and to the downpour of rain, pour down mightily. God puts a stop to all humans' activity, so that every mortal man will know his work. The wild animals go into their dens and remain in their lair. The storm winds blows from its chamber, and the cold comes from the north winds. By the breath of God the ice is produced, and the broad waters are frozen solid. Yes, he weighs down the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning in the clouds. They swirl around when he directs them. They carry out whatever he commands on the surface of the inhabited earth. Whether it is for punishment, or for the sake of the land, or for loyal love, he caused it to happen. Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider carefully the wonderful works of God. Do you know how God controls the clouds, and how he causes the lightning to flash from his clouds? Do you know how the clouds float? These are the wonderful works of the one perfect in knowledge. Why does your clothing become hot when the earth is still because is still because of the south wind? Can you with him spread out the skies as solid as a metal mirror? Tell us what we should say to him. We cannot answer because we are in the dark. Should he be told that I want to speak? Or has anyone said something that should be communicated to him? They cannot even see the light, though it is bright in the sky. Until a wind passes by and clears away the clouds, out of the north comes golden splendor. God's majestic is awe-inspiring. Understanding the Almighty is beyond our reach. He is great in power, and he never violates his justice and abundance righteousness. Therefore, people should fear him, for he does not favor any who thinks that they are wise. Chapter number 38 Then Jehovah answered Job out of the windstorm, Who is this who is obscuring my counsel and speaking it without knowledge? Brace yourself, please, like a man. I will question you, and you will inform me. Where were you when I founded the earth? Tell me if you think you understand. Who sets its, who sets its measurements in case you know? Or who stretched a measuring line across it? Into what were its pedestals sunk? Or who laid its cornerstones? when the morning stars joyfully cried out together, and all the sons of God began shouting in applause. And who barricaded the sea behind doors when it burst out from the womb? 
when I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick gloom, when I established my limits for it and put its bars and doors in place, and I said, You may come this far and no farther. Here is where you proud ways will stop. Have you ever commanded the morning, or made the dawn known its place, to take hold of the ends of the earth and to shake the wicked out of it? It is transformed like clay under a seal, and its feature stands out like those of garment. But the light of the wicked is held back from them, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you gone down to the sources of the sea, or explored the depth waters? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you understood the vast expanse of the earth? Tell me if you know all of this. In which direction does the light reside, and where is the place of darkness? That you should take it to its territory, and understand the path to its home. Do you know this because you were already born, and the number of your years is great? Have you entered the storehouses of the snow, or have you seen the storehouses of the hail, which I have reserved for the time of distress, the day of battle and war? From what direction is light dispersed, and from where does the east wind blow on the earth? Who has cut a channel for the flood, and made a path for the thunderous storm clouds? To make it rain where no man lives, on the wilderness where there are no humans. To satisfy devastated wastelands, and cause the grass to sprout. Does the rain have a father, or who fathered the dewdrops? From whose womb did the ice emerge, and who gave birth to the frozen, or and who gave birth to the frost of heaven, when the waters are covered as if with stone, and the surface of the deep waters is frozen solid? Can you tie the ropes of the Kemath constellation, or untie the cords of the Kesel constellation? Can you lead out a constellation in its season, or guide the Ash constellation along with its sons? Do you know the laws governing the heavens, or can you impose their authority on the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds, to cause a flood of water to cover you? Can you send out lightning bolts? Will they come and say to you, Here we are? Who put wisdom within the clouds, or gave understanding to the sky phenomena? Who is wise enough to count the clouds, or who can tip over the water jaws of heaven, when the dust pours into a mass and the clouds of earth sticks together? Can you hunt prey for a lion, or satisfy the appetites of young lions, when they crouch in their lair, or lie in ambush in their dens? Who prepares food for ravens when its young cry to God for help and wander about because there's nothing to eat. Chapter 39 Do you know the time when the mountain goats give birth? Have you watched the deer give birth to their young? Do you count the month that they must complete? Do you know the time when they give birth? They crouch down when they give birth to their young, and their labor pains end. 
their young become strong and grow up in the open field. They go out and do not return to them. Who set the wild donkey free, and who untied the ropes of the wild donkey? I have made the desert plain its home, and the salt land its dwelling. It scorns the turmoil of city. It does not hear the shouts of the driver. It roams the hills seeking pasture, looking for every green plant. Is the wild bull willing to serve you? Will it spend the night in your stable? Will you hold a wild bull to the furrow with a rope, or will it follow you to plough the valley? Will you trust in its great strength, and let it do your heavy work? Will you rely on it to bring back your harvest, and will it gather it to your dressing floors? The wings of the ostrich flaps joyfully, but can her pinions and plummetes compare with the stalks? For she leaves her egg on the ground, and she keeps them warm in the dust. She forgets that some foot may cross them, or that a wild animal may trample them. She treats her sons harshly, as if they were not hers. She has no fear that her labor may be in vain. For God has deprived her of wisdom, and given her no share in understanding. But when she rises up and flaps her wings, she laughs at the horse and its rider. Are you the one who gives the horse its strength? Do your clothe its neck with a rustling man? rustling mane. Can you cause it to leap like a locust? Its majestic snorting is terrifying. It paws the ground in the valley and exalts mightiness. It changes into the battle. It laughs at fear and is afraid of nothing. It does not turn back because of the sword. The quiver rattles against it, the spear and the jawling flash. Trembling with excitement, it scorches forward. It cannot stand still at the sound of the horn. When the horn blows, it says, Ah! It smells the battle from afar, and hears the shouting of commanders and the battle cry. Is it by your understanding that the falcon soars, spreading its wings to the south, or is it at your order that an eagle flies upwards and builds its nets high up, spending the night on a cliff, dwelling in its stronghold on a rocky crag. From there it searches for food. It looks far into the distance. Its young sips up blood, and wherever the slains are, there it is. Chapter number 40 Jehovah continued to answer Job. Should a fault finder contend with the Almighty? Let the one who wants to reprove God answer. Job said in answer to Jehovah, Look, I am unworthy. What can I reply to you? I put my hands over my mouth. I spoke once, but I will not answer again. Twice, but I will say no more. Then Jehovah answered Job out of the windstorm, Brace yourself, please, like a man. I will question you, and you will inform me. Will you call into question my justice? Will you condemn me so that you may be right? Do you have an arm as powerful as the true God's, or can your voice thunder like his? Adorn yourself, please, with glory and majestic. 
Cloud Yourself with Dignity and Splendor. Release the fury of your anger. Look at everyone who is haughty and bring him low. Look at everyone who is haughty and humble him, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them all in the dust. Bind them in the hiding place. Then even I would acknowledge to you that your right hand can save you. Here now is Behemoth, which I made as I made you. It eats grass like a bull. Look at the strength in its hips and the power in its muscles of its belly. Its stiffness, its tails like a setter. The sinew of its thighs are woven together. Its bones are tubes of copper. Its limbs are like roaring rods. It ranks first among the works of God. Only its maker can approach it with his sword. For the mountain produces food for it, where all the wild animals play. It lies down under the locust tree, in the shelter of the ridge of the marsh. The lotus tree casts their shadow on it, and the poplar of the valley surrounds it. If the river is turbulent, it does not panic. It is confident, although Jordan rushes against its mouth. Can anyone capture it while it is watching, or pierce its nose with a hook? Chapter number 41 Can you catch Leviathan with a fish hook, or hold down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a rope through its nostrils, or pierce its jaws with a hook? Will it make many pleads to you, or will it speak gently to you? Will it make a covenant with you, so that you make it your slave for life? Will you play with it as with a bird, or tie it on a leash for your little girls? Will traders barter for it? Will they divide it up among merchants? Will you fill its hide with harpoons, or its head with fishing spears? Lay your hands on it. You will remember the battle and never do it again. Any hope of subduing it is futile. The mere sight of it would overwhelm you. No one dares to stir it up. So who is it who can stand up to me? Who has given me anything first that I should repay him? Whatever is under the heavens is mine. I will not be silent about its limbs, about its mightiness and its well-formed body. Who has removed its outer covering? Who will enter its open jaws? Who can pry open the doors of its mouth? Its teeth are all round fearsome. Its back has rows of scales, tightly sealed together. Each one fits so closely to the other that no air can come between them. They are stuck to one another. They cling together and cannot be separated. Its snorting flashes out light, and its eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flashes of lightning go out of its mouth. Fiery sparks escape. Smoke pours out of its nostrils, like a furnace fueled with rushes. Its breech seat coals ablaze, and a flame shouts from its mouth. There is great strength in its neck, and dismay ruins, and dismay runs before it. The folds of its flesh are tightly joined together. They are firm as though cast upon it and immovable. Its heart is hard as stone. 
yes, hard as a lower millstone. When it rises up, even the mighty are frightened. Its stresses causes bewilderment. No sword can reach its will prevail, nor will spear, dart, or arrowhead. It regards iron as straw, copper as rotten wood. An arrow does not make it flee. Slingstones turns into stumble against it. It regards a club as stubble, and it laughs as the rattling of a cavilling and a jawling. Underneath it is like sharp fragments of pottery. It spreads itself in the mud like a threshing sledge. It makes the deep boil just like a pot. It stirs up the sea like a ointment pot. It leaves a glistening wake in its path. One would think that the deep had white hair. There's nothing like it on the earth, a creature made to have no fear. It glares at everything that is haughty. It is king over all the majestic white wild beasts. Chapter number 42 Then Job said in reply to Jehovah, Now I know that you are able to do all things, and that nothing you have in mind to do is impossible for you. You said, Who is this who is obscuring my counsel without knowledge? Therefore I spoke but without understanding, about things too wonderful for me, which I do not know. You said, Please listen and I will speak. I will question you and you inform me. My ears have heard about you, but now I do see you with my eyes. That is why I take back what I said, and I repent in dust and ashes. After Jehovah had spoken these words to Job, Jehovah said to Eliphaz the Timonite, My anger burst against you and your two companions, for you have not spoken the truth about me, as my servant Job has. Now take seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up a burnt sacrifice for yourself, and my servant Job will pray for you. I will surely accept his request. Do not deal with you do not deal with you according to your foolishness, for you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Timonite built that the Shuhite and so far the Nahamathite went and did what Jehovah had told them to do, and Jehovah accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his companions, Jehovah removed Job's tribulation and restored his prosperity. Jehovah gave him double what he had before. All his brothers and sisters and all his former friends came to him and ate a meal with him in his house. They sympathized with him and confronted and comforted him over all the calamity that Jehovah had allowed to come upon him. Each of them gave him a piece of money and a gold ring. So Jehovah blessed the last part of Job's life more than the beginning, and Job came to have fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand pairs of cattle, and a thousand female donkeys. He also came to have seven more sons and three more daughters. He named the first daughter Yemimah, the second Kishia, and the third Ki-in-Hapuk. 
No woman in all the land were as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father gave them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived for 140 years, and he saw his children and his grandchildren for generations. Finally, Job died after a long and satisfying life. So this was the last one of Job's book. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 15th of April 2023. The time is 21.26 and it is Saturday. Bye.